It's a long-awaited Victory Monday, December 26th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy who describes flex scheduling as having the entree and the appetizers come out at the same time, J.P. Shagrick. Welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It is Monday. It is week 17 in the National Football League, and we've got a busy two hours ahead. Pete Frisco and Tony Vaselli coming up. We'll review Thursday night football and what took place on Saturday in Nashville. All that combined moved the Jaguars into first place in the AFC South with two weeks to go. We've got plenty of Fanatics fan questions. The playoff picture is coming uh, at least a little closer into focus. Still some work to be done, of course. It all comes down to week 18 for the Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. They'll face off here at TIAA Bank Field. The locker room was open today after the Christmas holiday weekend. The Jaguars head off Saturday and Sunday. Back to work for the team and linebacker Foyer Aluakun happy with the energy in the locker room today. It's a lot to play for this week, uh, and they beat us last time. So any motivation, like everybody wants to keep our momentum going from the past couple weeks with these wins. So do whatever we need to, to, do, to keep that going. That's by beating Houston. So everything right now is being put into that game plan of Houston, and then we'll, whatever happens after that is what we'll take care of when that comes. Zay Jones across the locker room, Jaguars wide receiver, reacting to the Jaguars moving into first place and chasing down the Titans in the standings. We're grateful, you know, for how things are playing out, but ultimately, you know, it still doesn't mean anything yet, you know, so we have to close out this week. This is a really good team. Um, I know their record doesn't really reflect that, but they beat us before. Um, they just won last week. They're in, our, they're in our division, so we know this, what this game means. There you have it. The sound available on Jaguars.com, Jaguars social media as well. We're on 1010XLAM, Jaguars.com, Jag social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And we welcome in Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli. Happy Monday. And the Jaguars are in first place in the division. Pete, they've done it. They have walked down the Tennessee Titans. It's pretty amazing. I got to hey, I got to give Tony Baselli credit. He called it a while ago. I can, I mean, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. And uh, I get look, he's been wrong many, 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 <laughs> many times. But we got to give him credit for that one because he was right about that one. Pete, I've never been wrong. You know that. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Kind of like your uh, your draft predictions and uh, picking quarterbacks in the first round. I, I've never been wrong. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been wrong in the first. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I have. Time or two. We've all been wrong. Yeah. Christian Ponder. Um, yeah. Do, do I had Josh, Josh Allen that gates them all, though. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. Yeah, no. Listen, the Jags are playing good football. And in this league, when you have a good head coach and you have a franchise quarterback, it covers a lot of sins. And head coach is, is great. He's been great all year, in my opinion. He's an outstanding play caller. And the quarterback is playing like a top five quarterback. I mean, he's that good right now. And and every what what happens when your quarterback is playing at that high of a level, everyone rallies around you. Everyone else gets better. And that's what this team's doing. And this is it's the it's a it's a it's not a great football team, but it's a good football team right now. 
It's a good football team in, in this league where there's not very many great teams this year. There's more parity than ever, it feels like. And you have a Tennessee Titan team that's, I don't think they're going to win again. They're not very good. They're beat up, beat to hell. Quarterback's, quarterback's gone. I'm playing a backup quarterback. Yep. It, look, Jacksonville has no business not winning the division now. None. It's theirs. It should be theirs. If they don't win it, it's the curse of the Titans again. Period. Pete, Pete if, if I were to tell you, if I would have told you eight weeks ago that you have to beat Davis Mills and Malik uh, Willis. Willis. Willis is his name. Willis. Uh, I, I almost said Malik Henry, the old Florida State quarterback, but Malik uh, Willis. To be to go to the playoffs, you'd have laughed at me. Yeah, yeah, I would have. But but think about it though. Okay, let's just say for the sake of the argument, Lamar Jackson's iffy when he's coming back. You don't know when he's coming back yet, or if he'll stay in when he comes back. What if you you have to beat Davis Mills, Malik Willis, and then Tyler Huntley in the first round of the postseason? I mean, are you serious with that? So, look, the Texans are playing better. I, I give Lovey Smith credit. His team's playing better. They're ha- playing tougher, harder. They were I mean, The Titans are bad right now. It's a bad team. But that's not going to be an easy game this week. Here's the question. You don't need it. You really don't. The only reason you would need that is in the chance that there was a tie between Tennessee and Jacksonville. That's the only way right. you would need that game. Right. Right. And yeah, has Jacksonville that- ever had a tie? No. No. I don't think so. I mean, no. You're right about the overall record to get to the playoffs, but I think this game is important to stay hot. I I agree from that standpoint. I'm with you. I'd play. I go play. Yeah, you got to go play it. I mean, yeah. this team's not good enough to rest people. No, I mean, you got to go. No, you got to go win the game. This team beat you before. You're better than they are. And yes, Lovey Smith has not playing well, and he had, he's a very good defensive. He's going to keep it low scoring. He's going to keep it tight. Um, but this is a, it's a big opportunity. Like because to me, it's it's not this game doesn't matter as much in the playoffs outside some like crazy stuff for the wild card possibly. But what it does is it establishes going into the next year who's the best team in the division. Like you you, may, you you win these next two, and you basically tell the rest of the division like, hey, play for second place because we are the best team in this division. We're the best quarterback. We got the best head coach. We'll add more. We'll add more talent in the offseason. Like you make a statement, and the statement needs to be made. You beat the Texans, you beat the Titans. And it's but if st- somebody's iffy, you sit them down. Right. If like, there's a borderline, yeah. you sit them yes. down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. Go play. Go play. And, and, and try and win the game. It, even though it doesn't mean anything, try and win the game. And then go to the next week. And you, if you don't win that game, then people are going to sit back and say, eh, you know, they're the same old Jaguars. They'll probably blow the game at home. If you win it, then you go into that last game. And everybody's going, oh, they should beat the Titans, and then they're going to be a dangerous playoff team. That's yeah, that's yeah. the narrative, how it changes right there. You, you win the next two, Pete. You're 9-8, and eight, and you're probably playing Baltimore. And you might be a favorite. You might be the favorite at home against a beat-up uh, Baltimore Raven offense. Wow. If Baltimore doesn't doesn't beat Pittsburgh and Cincinnati in the next two weeks. Because if that yeah, happens, I don't, I don't, I don't think they happens. will either. But yeah. if that happens, they would be the – Cincinnati would be coming. You don't want that. Oh, boy. Uh-uh. No. I, I, I don't want to no. be old Joe Burrow right now. No. Our, our no. no. You, no. You, ideally, 
of all the three teams that you could possibly play Ravens. in the division, you want the Ravens. Ravens. Of you course you Ravens. do. Yeah. Of course you do. Right. Well, uh, that's coming up. Obviously, um, this week the Jaguars head to Houston to face the Texans. Next week, the Tennessee Titans come to town. And, of course, we won't know the schedule for Week 18 until after the Week 17 games are complete. But there's a, a distinct possibility that it could be in a prime slot Saturday or Sunday. But uh, You if would think so, wouldn't you? Know, if it's I'll, for I'll, all the Marlboros, right it should now. be. Here's the lock of the easiest lock I've made in the history of the show. The Jags will be in prime time either Saturday or Sunday night. It's a done deal. It is a done deal. They well, they have to. Be, you would think it would be Sunday night, and here's why: the Ravens are playing on Sunday night this week, and the only other game you'd put on Sunday night would be the Ravens and the Bengals. That's right. And so, if the Ravens are playing on Sunday night this week, I don't think they'd go back and put the Ravens on Sunday night again. Do you? So you probably put the Ravens on Saturday night and Jacksonville, Tennessee on Sunday. I actually think if the Ra- if it, if if it's Ravens Bengals for the top, uh, for the division, I think there's Sunday night or Saturday night. Uh, bigger markets Sunday night. Um, you want to give the Ravens a full week. You don't want them to place. You know, give them a full week of uh, preparation Sunday night to Sunday night. I just, I. I, I that would be. I a, I'll tell you what. If that's the way it is, that's actually an advantage for Jacksonville. It, it is because, because then you get it, prep. and you get yeah for the playoff game if you do win it, it's better. I think that's a better way of uh, way of it going. And if you think about it, if you ended up playing the Ravens and you played on Saturday, they play on Sunday, yep. then you get an extra day. They don't. And they would have to travel. So let's map out round two then. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go all the way to Arizona tonight. Um, that's what's going to happen. But, hey, we'll see what happens. Of course, the last time the Jaguars were on Sunday Night Football on NBC in the regular season was 2008 in the Steelers-Jaguars rematch of the wildcard playoff game. It's been a while. But who's doing – the Sunday night game – the Saturday night game is NFL Network, isn't it? I believe that's right. I believe that's yeah, right. Yeah, you don't want – you'd rather be on the Sunday night game. I'm sorry, that's wouldn't you? That's the well, last game of the year. Well, then, if you want to be on Sunday night, you need the Pittsburgh Steelers to beat the Ravens this week. If the Pittsburgh Steelers beat the Ravens this week, you will be and – the, and the Bengals win, then the final week doesn't mean anything. For that game, the Bengals have won the division. So you think that? I, see, I just think how the networks operate. I thought they might put the, the NFL probably looking at it, saying, "We'll put the, the Ravens are going to be on on Sunday night this week against the Steelers. Don't put them on again. Put them on on Saturday night." Yeah, but you know they also want the bigger markets. Yeah, well, Cincinnati exactly a giant market either. Yeah, but they're a team that's gone to the playoffs. They've got the quarterback. They were established. They, they were in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, right. I know, but they don't have a big market. It's not a big yeah, market. But it, it's a bigger brand right now. Oh, Listen, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But, but again, here's the deal. Let's just let's not worry about it. Win the next two weeks. You're gonna we're gonna win opening weekend in the playoffs. You know, we'll see what happens after that. We're gonna have a great off season. We'll have one or two Sunday night games next year. We're going to be the we're, we're winning. We might win the Super Bowl next year. Well, you're we're right though. You win the next two weeks, and you're going to have a, a nationally televised game. That's that simple. Yeah, that's right. You want to you want to you want to be on prime time, or you want to be like the national spotlight. Win the next two weeks because you'll probably most likely the, the playoff game this team will play will be Saturday. The at first four, game Saturday four at four o'clock. o'clock. Yep. Well, now it's one o'clock now, isn't it? Now don't they? Have, yeah, because they have the extra day, so you play the early game on Saturday. Yeah. Right. So we play the early game on Saturday. No, it's the same, Pete, because they have the Monday night game. Remember? That's right. Two, that's right. Saturday. Saturdays. That's right. Saturday, go win that game, and then you play a Margie game. That's right. 
And then you win that, you're in a championship game. <laughs> That's right. I like it. I like that uh, mindset. Well, come... yeah, yeah, good Good luck with that. Here's... Go ahead, lock well, that up. <laughs> no, no, but I'll say this, Pete. The way this team's playing, I'm not, I mean, listen, the, the, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills are the best teams in the AFC. And they would be significant favorites against this Jaguar team. Would it shock me if this team beat any of those teams? No. I mean, they're good enough because, and I go, it goes back to people you've said for years get the head coach, get the quarterback, you're going to be relevant forever, and you can beat anybody in this league. And with this head coach and this quarterback, they can beat anybody in this league. Correct. They can. No question about it. And that kid's special. Let's come back. We'll talk about that kid, number 16, the quarterback, and the play of the offense on Thursday night football. They schemed it up very well against the New York Jets. We'll break all that down coming up a little later. Defensive talk as well. And a player done for the year, unfortunately, on the defensive line. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIProductions.com. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a 100-yard game. I mean, obviously, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm thankful. Uh, all my glory to God, honestly. Um, this week was a challenge, um, and uh, the challenge, the most challenging week fell on my uh, coming back here. And uh, tonight means everything, and I just I want to give him all the glory. I'm really thankful. That's Evan Ingram, big ball game in New York Thursday night for the Jaguars tight end. And welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour. And for nine years, DreamFinders Homes has been proud to call themselves the official home builder of the Jags. Visit DreamFindersHomes.com for all the available inventory and go Jags. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli. And yes, Evan Ingram, big piece of that offense and the way they planned it out against the New York Jets. They didn't even bother with Sauce Gardner and the other corner on the other side, any of that. They dumped it down, the running back, the tight end. Let's just stay on the field, move the ball, and don't put it into danger. And and it worked out. That was the plan. It was executed to a tee Thursday, Tony. Well, it's, it's, it's smart football. I mean, you know you're playing a Jets team that can't get out of their own way offensively. It's terrible weather. It's cold. It's rainy. It's windy. And, you know, once you've got the lead and you kind of felt the flow of the football game, you know what? Take what the defense gives you. Play smart. Play opportunistic. Don't take risks. And they knew they had a matchup that favored them on the middle of the field with Evan Ingram. And Evan Ingram is, is turned into a matchup issue for defenses. And Doug's using him perfectly. Because he, uh, safety and linebackers can't cover him. They can't. They can't match up. He's too fast. He's. And by the way, watch the tape. He's becoming a better blocker too. He'll never be a dominant blocker, but he's willing. He tries to be physical. He puts his head in there. I mean, he is turning into one of the best weapons on this team. And, and you got to bring him back. And Pete, last night. I mean, on Thursday night, 
that you need that guy when you're playing a Jets defense. It's really good outside at the corner position. And by the way, it's hard to throw the ball downfield anyways because the wind's whipping and it's wet. I mean, your tight end's your best friend, and, and they used him effectively. Yeah, and we talked about it last week. You, you got to find a way to keep him, whether you tag him or whatever. He has to be on that roster next year. Why weaken yourself at that position when you don't have to? You can find a way to keep him. So, uh, and I think he likes it here. He like it seems like he like. I mean, obviously the money is going to be attractive somewhere else, but it, there's always the concern. And talking to some GMs about him, you know, when guys like this, if it's a one-year wonder, you know, he's in a contract year, a prove-it year, so you worry about that. But I'd still find a way to keep him, whether I tag him. I, I actually don't worry about it with Evan Ingram, Pete, and let me tell you why. I got to spend time with him in the off season um, before the season we spent him and I and a couple other guys that I spent, I think four days with him in London. We did a kind of a tour around and did the fan stuff. And I did not know him at all. We had not talked to him and I spent time with him after four days of being with him. I'm like, okay, boy, this, if this dude can figure, if he is, you know, figures it out on the field and gets the opportunity to stay healthy and all that, he's the right kind of guy you want in this team. It is really important to him. It is really important for him to be good. He's a competitor. And he likes it in Jacksonville. I think he likes the offense. He likes playing in Doug's scheme. And obviously, Evan Trevor. I don't worry about Evan Ingram being a one-hit wonder And you got to bring him back. Then you got to bring him back. I mean, just, be, find a way. just being around him. Yeah, it, it doesn't it, seem like it either, but that's just, you know, in general, you know how that operates. It. In this no, league. no, it, and that's a fair, I don't, uh, your comment is a fair one because we see it in the league all the time. Right. Um, and so I don't, I don't take that, what you said is negative at all. I'm just saying what, being around the guy, watching him in practice, watching how he prepares, I'm with you. I think you have to bring him back. I think he, you know, I think he is too important to this offense. And by the way, he's the type of dude you want in the locker room. Yeah, right. Good dude. By the way, one other thing about him and his play call. You know, you guys know every day, every Monday on here, I have one or two plays I pick out for of Doug Peterson. Of course you do. Yeah. Well, but I want to say this. One thing about his play calling, he makes you defend sideline to sideline as well as anybody in the NFL, as well as anybody, because – he can draw up some play like, OK, for example, the the little flick to to uh, Evan Ingram that he went down the sideline yep. for the big play early in the game. Yep. That play was so well designed. It's incredible. I mean, it really is. It was a, it was a great and you got to defend the whole the whole field. That's like, you know, in like the simple throws inside to Ingram. It's because they're defending the whole field that he can just go in there and turn in the middle of that zone and hook and get an easy completion. And so. I, I give tons of props to Doug Peterson as a play caller and a, des, a designer of the offense because he really understands how to make teams go that way. Look, the Jets, if they, they get you in here, that's their advantage. But he spread you out and used the whole field sideline to sideline. We see it all the time. Guys don't use the whole field and make you defend the whole field. They can keep you in the middle. He's done an outstanding job of getting people out in space and making you defend the entire field. Well, and, you know, Pete, you're right. And, and you see the influence of Andy Reid. I mean, Doug was on Andy Reid's because I think Andy Reid is, is, you know, he's that guy, too. I mean, you watch an Andy Reid offense and you better defend every inch of the field because somebody's going to be there. 
Um, I'm with you. I think the other thing that I love about this team, and I attribute this to Doug Peterson, watch the Jaguars play offense and watch the receivers block down the field. Watch how physical they are across the board. This is a team that plays with great effort. And by the way, they were playing with great effort when they were three and seven. That's why they're now seven and eight. So I'm with you hundred percent. I think the play calling is great. I think, Although, although having said that, I got one to pick out. I know you did. <laughs> what, what was that late in the game? What the hell was that? Oh, the was it? Remind the me. The when he took the shot hit. late in the game, they're passing. Well, why were they doing that? What was the point of that? He know. took a shot he doesn't need to take. Just run the ball. Go home. I don't, I don't understand or, that. I mean, should should the quarterback have thrown it sooner? Just throw it away? I mean, not roll back to the – did he roll to the left or something? Why even call it? The game's <laughs> over. It's done. Go home. He about, he about got killed. Yeah, yeah, you go home. Then the other one was, usually I take the field goal in some situations. I don't think he – I think he should have went for it on the short yardage situation. I, I, I said the same thing. Now they made it. Now, if it wasn't terrible weather, I would have kicked it. But, boy, that was – it was a 45-yarder. In that wind and rain, I was like, Ugh. and remember, Pat, I mean, uh, our guy's longest is 52. Yeah. And so yeah. it's not like he's a, he, it's not like he has a huge range and 45 in that weather <laughs> was no it's gimme. Long. Right. I, so you would have went for it too then. I would have gone for it. I said, yeah, me too. I, said yeah, I would, I would, I would have too. So there's, there's my two nitpicky ones the other one the one at the end of the game usually i don't have no problem with that but just run the ball and go home why why subject him to that now we don't know that he, he might have checked to that or something we have no idea but don't do it you got to run the ball and go home <laughs> it's always something with pete and, well, don't you agree with me yeah i'm kind of well, with my you. favorite is i was following twitter during the game i always do and pete right away he basically says, I love Doug Peterson as a play caller, but there's always However, one, and here's the one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't wait to see him and rip him about them all. <laughs> uh, we've got plenty ahead. We'll come back in a moment and get on the defensive side of the football and their performance from Thursday night and moving ahead against Houston and Tennessee. We're just getting started, of course. Hour number two, your social media questions. We'll keep it real, as we always do. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's always been next man up mentality. Um, you know, we had Jeremiah Ledbetter up today, and, and he, he contributed a little bit today. And you know, Roy was Roy was tough to block in there, and you saw Arden a couple times, and Josh. I mean, it was just a, it was a group effort by those guys. And um, <clears throat> you know, Devon Hamilton. I mean, he's just the guys that uh, you know, it's just a relentless group and resilient group. And, and um, I, I thought they played they played well in the absence of you know Foley and and, and Trayvon and. You know, now we get some time to, to kind of heal up and, and um, you know, uh, try to get healthy in the next, you know, four to five days. 
That's Doug Peterson after the game Thursday night on the defensive line play in Thursday night football and the win over the Jets. Welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour on a Monday. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Vaselli. One name not on that list, of course, is Dwan Smoot, who is done with an Achilles injury and an unfortunate, uh, so unfortunate, at the very end of the, the game, just a few plays to go, meaningless play and uh, just down he goes, and he's done, and it couldn't come at a worse time. He, he's This is the one that, uh, obviously, he, he was leading the team in sacks, first of all. He had five sacks for the season, and could, you could he had some versatility to him. You could line him in or outside if you needed to, whatever you needed from him. He was, in a lot of ways, the ultimate Jaguar, sixth-year guy, one of the few remaining from the 2017 run to the playoffs. So he's been through everything here, and to have it – um, limp off the field like that in New York was just tough to see, guys. Well, I mean, it bothered me on multiple, for multiple reasons. Um, when you said it, I mean, JP, there's never a meetings, meaningless play in the NFL because you have to, you can't approach it that way. Yeah. But it was the game was over, and having, and it's a non-contact injury. I mean, he just planted and it went. You knew and, right away what it was, though. Oh, I knew right away. Yeah. Um, and I, and unfortunately, I've, I've been there. I remember week 17, last game of the year, Bengals in 99. Game's pretty much over. Late third quarter, we have a significant lead. I'm running down the field. I plant, blow my knee out. Non-contact. And you, and you just go, my goodness, why? And so it bothered me just from being a player and understanding what goes into getting ready to play a game in the season and, and everything else and for him to have to you know it to go out like that it's just miserable and he's such a good dude he's one of the leaders on the team he's one of the hardest working he's he's the best he's the best pass rusher let's call it what it is on this team um he has versatility he was in a contract year um he was playing great he's super valuable to this team and to get hurt like that, it just it broke my heart, to be honest. With you. I was sitting in the booth just because Jeff and I looked at each other. We knew exactly what it was. You know, you can't say – we kind of alluded to it, but you want to be careful because it's not our job to play doctor on the air. But to see Duan, uh, Duan go through that, it, it was heartbreaking because he's a guy I really like. He's a guy I root for, and he's what it's about. He, he, he represents this organization so well, um, and he's – the type of guys you need on your team if you want to win a championship. He's a championship type player. So, you know, I guess the good news is, I mean, the bad news is he's, it's going to impact his free agency and what he would have been able to get in, in the, uh, this offseason. Um, with that said, in today's, with today's medicine and, and, and the, the surgery for, a torn Achilles is improving so much. It's not It's not the death nail it once was. And you see guys come back and they're back to themselves and play at a high level. And so... Um, Cam Akers is a running back. Did it last year and came back to the same season. Yeah. I would anticipate he would be ready for the regular season next year. Right. And so, you know, and I hope, I hope, I hope we sign him. I hope we sign him to a couple-year deal. It won't be what he deserves if he wouldn't have gotten hurt. I hope we sign him because I want him back here, and I hope he proves that, and he gets back to what he um, the way he was playing this year. You know what he is to me. When you watch the 49ers play, they always have 
it's not Bosa, it's not you know Armstead, but they always have a second wave of guys that come in. And Arden Key was one of those guys for the 49ers. And they always come in and make play. You need them. You need those guys. You can versatile, can play a bunch of different positions, plays hard, plays tough, plays physical, can rush the passer. That's what you need. And that's why his loss is going to be felt now. That that's that's one, you know, and we'll get to it later where I know I'm sure we're gonna talk about Walker Little and Cam Robinson, but yeah. you know, losing the left tackle hurts. Losing this guy to what they're trying to do on defense, particularly since they're not great on defense, that's gonna hurt them. So it's about uh, next guy up. Who's going to step up and uh, fill some of those roles? Not going outside at this point in the season. So it's got to come from inside and on this roster uh, at this point. Uh, obviously, uh, Thursday night, Jaguars defense did pretty much what they wanted to. Uh, Zach Wilson might be on his way out in New York, I guess. Right, Pete, after all that performance? Yeah. And, but it, that? It, when you watch the tape, it wasn't just it, Zach Wilson stinks. Don't get me wrong. But boy, oh boy, that offensive line was awful. I mean, terrible. They couldn't run the ball either. I mean, Zonovan Knight, everybody thought he was going to run for about 80, 90, 100 yards in that game. He couldn't get anything going. They couldn't They couldn't run block. They couldn't pass block. They were terrible up front. Terrible. And Jacksonville's defense played. Roy Robertson Harris played really good football. He was good. Devon Hamilton was outstanding, I thought, watching the tape. I thought he got pushed. He, got, he was good against the run. Um, you know, and so those guys stepped up. Smoot played well when he was in there. You know, they still don't rush the passer well enough, I don't think. But but they did some things up front to, to neutralize a bad – I thought that was a bad offensive line. They played poor. And, you know, what else? Devin Lloyd was better. One great. Better. Incre- a little, little bit better. You don't okay. think so? I think he was. I think okay. he was a little bit better. Um, Zach Wilson's not very good. But no, to put that game on Zach Wilson's it would be criminal. That's a that's a bad offensive line, talent wise, who played horribly. Like it, so, like think about that being over because they have a bunch of injuries up there. Yeah, they the got three line. starters that aren't playing. So, okay. But so, but then they played bad. It's like not very talented, and then played really poorly on top of it. The center and, was terrible. Terrible. To put that on Zach Wilson, I, I don't get it. Now, and I also don't think. I don't think it's smart to give up on Zach Wilson if I was a New York Jets fan or, or organization after how many games has he started? Cause he's been injured 20. Yeah. 22. Like, what do we like? Really? Second I mean, of all- and you can go through the whole thing and say, okay, should the one pass he skipped to Elijah Moore, I think it was on an in cut. That was, was a really was, bad throw. Corey Davis. Was it Corey Davis on an in-cut? Yeah, you got to hit that. But other than that, like the throw across the field that, that Tyson can't – was it Tyson – no, that's not the one. Did Tyson Campbell knock that one away? Yeah. Yeah, he was there early. I mean, he's got to see him earlier, but he's still – he's rolling to his right, throwing back across his body. And, and by the way, the wind's blowing. The ball hung up in the air because right. of the wind. Right. Yeah, I, look, he wasn't good. He's not good. But it didn't on him. It didn't no. all on him. That offensive line – of all the lines that we've watched on tape this year, and Tennessee stinks, and they stink on the offensive line, that that performance that night might have been as bad as anybody. It was bad. But give the give, give the Jags offense, I mean, uh, defense credit though. They played well. They forced bad play. You watch the tape, right? Yeah. Who did you liked Hamilton in that game, right? I thought Hamilton. I think I think Roy was dominant. I do too. Um, I thought Josh was physical. 
I think Dwan was physical. I thought the front played really well. Corey uh, Peters has been a nice addition. Who? Salty Corey vet. Peters. Yeah, big veteran yeah, I mean, defensive lineman. Veteran I mean, guy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to wow you, but he's a good body to stick in there. He mentioned Ledbetter played some plays. He had a yeah, rush. I, I he thought, had one rush. Had yeah, I thought Arden Key was – I mean, he's stepping up. It's interesting. The more reps Arden Key's gotten, he's got more production. He's playing – I mean – He's a better pass rusher than Trayvon Walker right now. So what would you do with is Trey? What we got an update on Trayvon Walker, by the way? Nothing JP? today. Doug Peterson did not speak today, so he'll be back at the podium Wednesday. I'm sure he'll get asked about it then. Wasn't Trayvon Walker in the locker room today? He was in the locker room today. Yep. Didn't anybody ask him? How he's doing? I didn't get over to him. So no. Not I, you, I, but usually somebody could get it goes over to you. Hey, it was like when I used to chase Hardy Nickerson around. How's your knee? I can't talk about my knee. Why can't you talk about my knee? I'm not allowed to. I go, Hardy, it's your knee. You can talk about it. Same thing. Go ask Trayvon Walker. How's he doing? Yeah. Now, our, uh, my point, my commenter on Arden Key is a better pass rusher right now, but they miss the physicality of Trayvon Walker. I mean, Trayvon Walker, but the physicality to that defense, it helps. Well, how do you play it, though? Do you do, do you get them all both on the field? It's like play them down now? And, and I think I, I would put on third down, I put Arden Key outside and Trayvon Walker inside. That's what I would do. So I, I would probably start Trayvon in first and second down because he's I think he's more physical in the run than Arden Key. I agree. But in pass rushing situations, I put Arden outside, Trayvon inside. You know, it's funny. When Arden Key came out, he was an explosive pass rusher. That's what he was as an outside rusher. Yeah. And he's added this weight and become a, you know, he can go slide inside on third down and rush from in there. That's not who he was when he came out. He was a leaner pass rusher when he came out at, at, from LSU. And so I'm with you. I would play Walker down him standing up or on the end in pass rush situations. And you, so you, how would you go across? You'd go Allen, uh, Roy Robertson, Roy Robertson, Harris, uh, Walker, and then Key, and rush that way. Yeah, probably. That's what I would do. I, you know, hey, Darius Williams has been playing really good football since we moved him outside. <laughs> he is, first of all, night and day, Pete. <laughs> I take credit for that. I'm, I'm going to take my give I myself will say go, Pete. Good job. You, you were the first person I hear, I heard say it. In all honesty, now I jumped on your bandwagon pretty quickly, but you were the first one I heard say. Move him outside. That's what he played for the Rams. He's better outside. And, you know, that was probably five weeks before they ended up doing it. But he is playing much better football outside. He really I think Tyson is. Campbell, Tyson Campbell's getting better um, with his back to the ball. And what I mean by that, you know, the book on him is he couldn't find the ball. And we saw that in the first half of the season. He got, you know. But in man situations, he's done a good job of locating the ball and playing good defense. So, and then I, I – our safety play continues to get better and better. Cisco, yep. Rayshon Jenkins. Yep. And I don't think they lose anything when uh, Dewey goes in there. No, he came in and made a play in the in the run game when he came in on the thing. Yeah. Look, he and the nickel corner is going to be an issue, but he 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 actually wasn't awful on. Uh, he made some plays on. Uh, no, no, he's good in the run. I mean. He just he, he he can't play man coverage. He can't run across the field with a speedy slot receiver. No, That's what he can't enough. do. No. He's just not fast enough. And then then we got the linebacker play. You didn't think he was a little bit better the other day? I thought he was a little bit better. Not I mean, great. He, he shared time with Muma. You're talking about I mean, Devin I Lloyd. Think, I, I still think Muma's better than Devin Lloyd. In my opinion. 
If you had to start, Pete, if you had to start. Okay. Who would probably be better right now, but in the long run, Devin Lloyd would be better. long run. No. Yeah. Week, week one of the playoffs, it's. Who am it's, I playing? Who am I playing? Yo, if two. I'm playing a, Who's the you're, playing, you're playing Baltimore. Yeah, I'd probably play Mooma. Okay, you're playing the Bengals. Well, since Lloyd has problems in coverage, I'd probably play Mooma. Okay, you're playing the Bills, the Chiefs. I mean, yeah. anyone, you're playing Mooma. Yeah, Mooma's better. Mooma's a better player now. But Lloyd was better. I'm going to give him uh, – look, I've been critical of him. I'm going to give him credit. He was better. He chased that one play down – the pass play down on the sideline. Oh, Man. yeah. No, he's – I'm not – I mean, he's he has a lot of get, I mean, talent and gifts athletically. I still don't think he's running full speed yet. You know what I mean? It's here's like, my, here's he, my think, thing, he thinks too much. Pete, here's my thing. Hats off to the defense. Great job against the Jets offense. You know how much I, you know how much I, like, how much I really put value into that? No. Zero. The no. Jets stink on offense. They, they stink on offense, and the conditions were terrible. Yes. You can't, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't put anything into that. But they did dominate the line of scrimmage, so you give them that did. much. But I'm with you. I'm with you. But again, okay, so what? let's see. They go out and play well this week against the Texans offense. You're still not going to give them any credit for that because that's not a good offense either. Yeah, but the, but the, I mean, they're better than the Jets, and it's indoors. I mean, yeah, I, I'll give them credit. Okay, Listen, and then the, big test, and then the, the offense in the last week of the season that they're going to face isn't exactly great either. So, you know what, Pete? It's a big test because Derrick Henry's going to come in. Mike Vrabel, this is a team that's dominated the division. They're used to going to the playoffs. They're used to playing in this type of situation. And they're going to line up with Malik Willis and Derrick Henry, and they're going to run it down your throat. And this is going to be an opportunity for this defense to say, no, you're not. Like This is a game in Week 18, and we're jumping over the Texans, and it's probably not smart, but we're doing it because it doesn't matter what we do, um, is, is playing big boy football and, and having Derrick Henry average under you know about three yards of carry. And dominating. That's what you need to do. You do that, there's the tip of the hat right there. All right, guys. Let's uh, take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we'll go around the AFC South that the Jaguars lead at the moment. Of course, the second hour. Oh, can... what I was see? right last week. Pete was wrong. See? yeah. Who did I have at the top? I had Titans. You had Titans still. Did I? Yeah. Oh, yes. You did, Pete. Not okay. anymore. We'll find out what he has when we come back, of course. Second hour coming up in a little bit. Your social media questions and much more. If you're looking for the MVP of the truck game, then look no further than Ford F-150, loaded with impressive capability and designed to dominate work, play, and everything in between. This truck makes tough look easy. Your local Ford dealer, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour, PRI Productions, the Southeast Full Service Event Company, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIProductions.com and learn more. J.P. Shadrick, Pete Prisco, Tony Baselli, And if you're watching us on Jaguars.com and Jaguars social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, it's a live look at the Miller Electric Center under construction. Nice, beautiful sunset here in Jacksonville. It's cold out there, though. 
well, chilly, I guess, uh, relative to Green Bay or something. Uh, well, it's cold in the building, but, yeah, it's really cold outside today, too. Uh, but it's nice. It's moving along. It'll be open for business next summer for training camp, and we're looking forward to that. And, of course, country superstar Kenny Chesney returns to Jacksonville April 14th. There are tickets still on sale for this show with Kelsey Ballerini as well. Visit dailiesplace.com and get those tickets for uh, April 14th at Daly's. All right, guys, um, let's look around the AFC South. And, of course, the Jaguars, as everyone predicted a month and a half ago, are in first place in the division. The, uh, of course, I, think the, I did. I know I you did. I, I think I predicted it. There's the division. Uh, Jaguars 7-8. and eight. Tennessee seven and eight. Jaguars beat them. That's why they're on top. Indy four nine and one. They play tonight. Houston two twelve and one. They are out. Of course, Indy's already out. Also, the uh, Texans beat the Titans. Fifth straight loss for Tennessee. It was nineteen fourteen final in uh, frigid Nashville. And then Monday night football tonight. The L.A. Chargers at eight and six can, can secure a playoff berth with a win on the road at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis against the four and nine and one Colts with Nick Foles making the start at quarterback. I stumbled through it, but who you got? Well, first off, why, why are you doing it now? Yeah, do it at the end of the show. AFC That's terrible. South, yeah. man. I refuse to South. comment on this. No, I'm not making my pick yet either. What are you I'm talking either. about? You We've done this all the time when there's an AFC South team. On Monday Night Football, we do it in the AFC South segment. It has happened before. I don't like it. No, I don't, I don't like, like it either. I don't no, remember sorry, asking no, you to. Two, two right. to one. Next year, we're changing that. Right, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I refuse to comment on Monday Night Football until the end of the show. But I will so say this. do it again? Um, there is somebody on the show who probably three weeks ago said uh, the Jaguars would be in the playoffs. I locked it three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, I was mocked by Pete Prisco. And... I expect I right now I'd like an apology and saying, Tony, you are smarter than I am when it comes to picking football. No, games. Let's go back. First off, we're going to give you credit for that one, but let's go back. What week was it that the chiefs were playing? Did Jacksonville play at the chiefs? Hmm. That was week nine. I, I thought we, I thought we were going to get flexed. That was, I had my, I had my weeks <laughs> so off. You had them pushing into the playoffs in week nine. <laughs> Remember? I, actually, it was week three after we were two and one and beat the Chargers. I kind of laid out how we were going to be. <laughs> you did. So you get demerits for that one, and we'll give you credit for this one. Hey, by the way, guys, they're still not in the playoffs yet. There's still work to be done. Yeah, they are. No, they're, they're, they're going to be in the playoffs. I locked it. There's nothing to talk about there. Right. They're going to beat the Texans this week. But the fact that they're in first place, because he did, get, we got to give him credit for that, because he said it, and it, and he was right. We got to give him credit for that. And here's the thing: in also, we're joking around and having fun right now. But I'll say this: let me give you a very serious comment. The Jacksonville Jaguars are the best team in the AFC South by a mile. It's not even close. And I don't care what the rest of this year, what happens the rest of this year. As far as looking into the last two weeks of the season, into the playoffs, and into next year, the Jacksonville Jaguars are the best team in the AFC South, and it's not even up for debate. Well, they got, they're the one team that has a quarterback. So, I was yeah. say, I mean, the Texans have issues, obviously. The, but the, Colts Texans, are... the Texans will have Sean Payton and, and Bryce Young next year. <laughs> the Colts are searching <laughs> for a coach and a quarterback. Well, you know what? Hey, bring Bryce Young. I'll match you. Bring Bryce Young and Sean Payton. I'll match you with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. And, hey, 
anywhere, anytime, any place. Tell me when you want to play in the parking lot, and we'll beat the hell out of you. Wow. Jacksonville, like I, like I said last week, sustainable success is now here. It's now in Jacksonville, period. And you're right. They are the best team in the division, and next year they will be the best team in the division. Going forward, they're the best team in the division because they have their quarterback. And then the other team, obviously, Tennessee, in the long run for them, I mean, you know, how, how long Don't. is the running game going to sustain in Tennessee? You know, Tannehill's getting up there. What are they doing there at some point? Over. they got a new GM coming. Party's over in Nashville. The Jacksonville Jaguars will beat the Titans for five straight years. Ten, it'll be ten and zero. It's not even a question. Go, it's over. I love Derrick Henry. He's a Jacksonville kid, and he's a great back. But that team is done. It's over. Put a stake in them. Wow, ten, five straight well, years. He says you buried him already. Done, Pete. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I don't. I don't. I, I'm with you. I think the, the best team in, in, is now the Jacksonville, and it will be that way for a long time. Well, because here, here's the problem the t- Titans have. They have leaned on Derrick Henry. How many how many more years can Derrick Henry do do what he's right, done? Exactly. Two, maybe? Two? Right. Who's gonna play quarterback? By the way, they're gonna end up they're gonna end up seven and ten or eight and nine. Whatever it's gonna be. They're gonna draft in the middle of the like you better go find a quarterback. They have all but, kinds of offensive line issues. So you don't think Willis is their long term answer? No, no. <laughs> I mean it, it, when you complete eight passes, okay. No, I don't think he is either. Let me ask you a question, Pete. In his last, in his two starts, how many passes did he complete in the last two starts? Well, I guess the Texans the first time he had, he, how many did he have? No, no. I'm talking about it's the Chiefs and the Texans. I'll tell you in a second. How many completed passes? Not well against the Chiefs. Against the Chiefs, he didn't complete many at all. He had like three. Right. He's not. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not saying he's, but he's still a rookie quarterback playing third game. No, sorry. I guess at Texas, he was 14 to 23 for 99 yards. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Here's his, here's his yardage numbers of his, of his starts. Okay. Against the Texans, 99 against the chiefs, 80 and against the, Texans this time around 55. Yeah. <laughs> no. 100. No. Like, wow. I, I, I'm not beating up the kid, but if you can't, in the, today's NFL, if you can't throw for 100 yards in three straights, in three starts, he can no. run. He can run, though. Great. Hey, we've seen a co- Titans quarterback in a big game come oh, in and run around. No. Fast. Yeah, Even there can sling it, too. Yeah. Hey, by the way, we're told on Twitter, uh, somebody listening, appreciate it, that uh, Prisco agreed with you, Tony, last week. The Jaguars were number one in the power rankings last See? week. So. See, my fans are protecting me now. Tell that Whoever that is, tell them to mind his own business. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got another hour ahead for uh, whoever that is to join us as well. Your social media questions coming up. Hey, uh, one hour down, one hour to go. Jaguars are in first place in the AFC South, and this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
good teams win games for sure. Uh, they in this this point in the season, you, you got to. It's where we're at. Um, we understand the task in front of us, and I've said that the last couple weeks. We every game's a must win for us, and that's how we're treating it. And we understand that, and we love it. You know, that's the that's the position we put ourselves in, good and bad. You know, so we're, you know, we love where we're at. We love the momentum we have. But yeah, I mean, good good teams win win these games because you got to. Um, and so yeah, it was a it was a great day. A lot better feeling this time around than when we, when we were here last year. So it's good. There's the quarterback, of course, Trevor Lawrence after the game Thursday night. Jaguars a winner and welcome back. It's hour two of Jaguars happy hour on a Monday. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco, the Jags with a 19-3 win over the Jets Thursday night. And that combined with the Texans knocking off the Titans Saturday, the Jags are now in first place in the AFC South. That means week 18 is for all the marbles. The Titans and the Jaguars at TIAA Bank Field. Tickets are on sale. They're going fast, of course. The day and the time to be determined. It could be Saturday or Sunday. could be at night. We'll see what happens, but it's a possibility. It's the final game of the season on Sunday night football. We'll see when the schedule comes out. That's after this week's results. Well, the, there are questions of whether the Jags will rest players this week if the wild card is out of play. We haven't heard from Doug Peterson yet this week. Did not speak today. Jags offense moving along. They did what they needed to do against the Jets on Thursday, and the defense continues their opportunistic play, but they're losing pieces, and DeWan Smoot with an Achilles injury is now done for the season. But the Jags are right there at the top of the AFC South, and who would have said that two months ago? J.P. Shadrick, Pete Frisco, Tony Baselli. Glad you're along with us. Merry Christmas, by the way, uh, guys. How was your Christmas holiday? Yeah, so a couple a couple things before we – great Christmas. So I'm actually too. in uh, Colorado. Oh. Um, we're in uh, Beaver Creek. We I skied today, so I rushed down off the mountain. So if you hear a little bit of noise, my kids are just coming into the – condo from skiing all day oh, i thought you were gonna say if you heard a little noise it'd be your bones cracking no no i'm good, I'm good. so we uh, we came up here christmas eve up to in the uh flew into uh eagle and went to beaver creek so we're having a good time um so yes merry christmas to everyone but two things i want to say pete i mean uh, jp and pete you brought up the tickets and this we have a great fan base and they've been through hell. Let's just call it what it is. With bad football outside of 17. I am making an appeal to the Jaguar Nation, to Jacksonville, to go buy as many tickets as you can and show up for the January 8th, January 8th, 7th or 8th game uh, against the Titans. I want that place packed. That place needs to be jam-packed with Jaguar fans and let the fan base of Jacksonville's presence be known and just make it an amazing atmosphere. We're going to be on national TV. We're either going to be on Saturday night or Sunday night with the whole world watching against the Tennessee Titans, who we hate. We hate the Titans. I hate the Titans. The fan base hates the Titans. Go buy tickets and show up because this team, who has let you down multiple times throughout the last decade plus i get it but now we have a quarterback we have a head coach and this is a good team it's a team you should be proud of it's a team you should like they have good dudes on this team i will say this i will compare this team to the 96 jaguars who everyone fell in love with same character same good dudes 
same competitive spirit. Show up. I want Jaguar fans to show up. I well, love our okay, fan base. Okay, but Tony, why you shouldn't have to tell them to show up for that game? Because Pete, because they've been burned for so long. I get it. There's PTSD. There's a lack of confidence. I, I I'm I'm only saying this because they are sitting back going, Ugh, do I trust them? Do I trust them? Trust this team. Forget about trusting them. Go, go to the game. If they win the game, you go to the playoffs. It's that simple. Uh, and not only that, you got something to build upon for the next decade. So if you're going to go to a game, go to that game. You shouldn't have to sell, try and sell them. It's a game to go to the postseason. Why would you have to sell that? I the fan that. base is too good. They don't need to have that. I sold. love our fan base, but they also – Pete, like when you have PTSD, like sometimes you don't make the best decisions. Uh, well, okay, JP said the tickets are selling fast. I, I I don't I want every ticket sold. I of want course. people begging. Wasn't every the ticket building. sold for the Cowboys game, and it was half Cowboys fans, right? I don't. I want no Titan fans. I want the Titan fans to be locked out. I want Titan fans have to pay a thousand dollars a ticket. I want Jaguar fans to buy every ticket available. JP, what what's left of the tickets? I, can't, I do not know that. I don't know the, the numbers that are remaining. But uh, I can tell you that it was a busy day in the ticket office today because it was open. Uh, there was a little lighter staff day after Christmas, but they, they were busy in there. It's It's got to be hard to sell that, though, because people don't know if it's a Saturday or a Sunday. I don't care. Block the weekend. Yeah. I am. <laughs> well, yeah, but you got to work that weekend. <laughs> Hey, but like JP, you re- you did JP did the Dolphins game on Sunday. That's right. There were a ton of Packer fans. There, there. were a ton of Packer fans. Yes, and they don't so, get ever catch they, heat for that. By hey, the Jay, way, who'd you do that game? Who who's your analyst? Brian Baldinger was the analyst. Uh, last minute, actually, last minute call because, in from the bullpen because because someone got stuck in Atlanta. Rackley couldn't was on a plane. Derek Rackley was going to do the game with me, and he got stuck on an airplane, and they canceled it at two thirty in the morning. And he couldn't so make the flight. I only know that because I got a phone call yeah, saying, right. any chance you can come down Sunday night. Right. Or not Sunday, whatever. Uh, yeah, Sunday night. Uh, Christmas no, night. Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night. You would have come down. Oh, Saturday night, whatever it was. Right. Uh, to come do the game. And I text back and said, I'd love to do it with my man, JP. Yeah. But I'm in Colorado getting ready to ski. So, no, I can't I do no it. Idea. I got a phone call at like 1.45 in the morning. Roll out. I'm like, oh, boy, here's what's going on now. But uh, Brian was great. Baldy was awesome. Baldinger's, oh, well, Baldinger's yeah. a great football. He's a good football dude. He's great. Yeah. JP, if you had done it with Tony, you would have had to do it with somebody that doesn't show any emotion whatsoever in the booth. I don't know how you would have handled that. <laughs> Be like poking him. Are you alive? Alive over here? Hey, they just won okay, to go to the Super all, Bowl. <laughs> I, I take, I take that. I take <laughs> Nobody in the history of the world who's listened to me on Westwood One or our Jaguar station has ever questioned my enthusiasm about the game of football. Ever. There's two two of us have just done it on here. No, no only one, you. JP, yeah. are you questioning my enthusiasm? <laughs> Did I? I didn't do a thing. I didn't JP, do a fast, thing. fast forward about like mid, late January. Here's the kick. Frank Franchi's going to have He's going to have convulsions. Oh, my God, the kick is down, and it is good. The Jaguars are going to the Super Bowl. And Baselli's over there going, hey, who, hey, let's go. <laughs> First of all, let me ask you a question. Serious question. <laughs> How much do we have anything to do with them winning or losing in the booth? None. None. No, but but the outcome happens, and 
you're supposed to be part there, you're supposed first to be all, I, I don't have to I don't no. have to I, show I'm, I'm with Tony everyone. on this I'm with Tony first of all, on this. I don't think anyone in Jaguar Nations questions my love or commitment to this organization <laughs> or how much I care about no they just question if you're alive on Sunday live on so? Sunday here's my issue I'm excited about the guys I'm excited for our fans I'm excited for the outcome I have nothing to do with it nothing Nobody says you have anything to do with it. Well, I'm just giving you crap then about. Worry, then don't worry about whether I <laughs> jump up, whether I have a, a heart attack like Frank Fandry yeah. or, uh, or do calisthenics like Jeff Loggeman, like he's watching Richard Simmons in a video. I, I mean, don't worry if, about it. If uh, if Jacksonville beats Tennessee on on that uh, on that Sunday or Saturday night to go to the playoffs, you, I really worry about Frangie more than anybody. Though. Well, no, there's, there's, we have EMT waiting outside the booth yeah, just in case. Dial nine one and wait. No, I mean he goes too. nuts. Logman's kind of in between, and then you got the zombie next to him. What would you like me to do, Pete? Tell me what you I don't want. know. I don't know because I've heard many announcers that go way over the top right. on the other way. Let me ask yeah. you a question. the game, what would you do? Huh? If, if I was calling the game? Okay, hold on. Let me ask you a question. In the booth, you're in the booth. Which one of the personalities would you take on, Frangi, Logman, no. or Roselli? I'd be in between you and you and Logman. Like okay. a fi- so you do like a fist pump, like a ah, that a boy, one of those. I did, by the way, the last game when before the Jets game, who did we play? I can't remember now. I, don't know. I did a fist pump. Dallas. 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 I did a fist pump. Did I not, JP? Fist pump. How about I'd have to review way back the in the day when Morton Anderson see, missed. They go, Morton Anderson missed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. I was on the sideline. I mean, it's obviously I was playing. When Morton Anderson, because I was sitting on the sidelines for that game. I, I can't, who was I next to? I can't, maybe it was Brunel. I don't remember. But I was sitting like, you got to be kidding me. Like, we've blown a chance to go to the playoffs. You know what? I was, I was actually in the and, end but, zone. But when, we, when he missed... I just stood there and looked around going, oh, my. I was in the end zone with Osher, and the ball actually landed at my feet. It did. did, True story. And I looked at Osher, and I said, we got to keep working. (laughs) Did his ponytail get in your eyes? No, we got to keep working. (laughs) That's what we said. We got to work next week. By the way, you mentioned the the Dolphins there, and you said, yeah, there's a bunch of Packer fans down there, right? I mean, there was – I'd say 25% at least Packer yeah, fans. Yeah, sounded, it sounded like it. Why don't the Dolphins ever catch crap for that? They do. They, they do. do. Okay, good. Yeah, they do. They're the same. The Dolphins have a reputation. Of their, you know what they say about the Dolphins? Oh, there's so much to do in South Florida. The weather's so great. That's, what they, that's the excuse they give down here. I hear it all the time. Oh, there's so much to do, and the weather's great. We're in Jacksonville. Bad fans. It's, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's other best fans. We have great fans. And I'm great asking, fans. I'm asking and the, you know what? They're the young fans now. They're not uh, the wine and cheese fa- crowd that I'm went and saw the Sully play. I want I want them to pack it out. I don't want I don't want one ticket available for a Tennessee Titan fan. I want that place rocking. I want Malik Willis struggling to like do a snap count. I want Derrick Henry on his back. I want to, I want to, yeah, the bold city brigade is multiplying. Oh, right I love those guys. Yeah. They're awesome. It's they're a, awesome. That, that's the fan base you want right there. It's not, Oh, I think I'm going to go down to the stadium today and watch 
the Jaguars try and get to the Super Bowl. What is that thing they call the Super Bowl? These guys actually love it and live it, and they're real fans, and that's they, the best thing but, about it. They're critical what, as hell. They're the same people that had the clown thing with Balky last year. Let's be real. They're I'm the same fine ones. With that. I'm fine yeah. with it. Yeah. But I need all of them to buy tickets. I want it packed. I want 65,000 bold city brigade fans sitting in the stands throwing stuff at referees. No, I, I shouldn't say that yeah, because I'll get in trouble. Easy. Yelling yeah. and screaming. The comments of Tony Vaselli do not reflect By those the way, of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know, I know people in the building are big fans. <laughs> you know what I mean, Dave, you know. I know people in the building are big fans of this show, but I, I got to seriously wonder. Trent had a plant in the stands the other night. <laughs> What? He brought him onto the field. Did you see that? Oh, what happened? <laughs> JP, did you see what? it? No, what? What happened? Some fan he brought that was yelling, let's go, Trent. I love you, Trent, or something. He brought him on. He got him field passes onto the field. <laughs> really? I will say this <laughs> about Trent Balky. Hey, he's not, I got to give his credit. No, I'll give him credit. I'll give, I'm going to give him credit. Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk. Correct. Day Jones. Good bingo, job. bingo, bingo. Good job. Credit Bad job on some of the other ones. All right, but you know what? Let's be positive. It's Christmas, Pete. Let's be positive. No, we're giving him credit. Those those were three good free agent signings. Great free agent signings by, yep. by Trent and Doug and whoever else made those decisions. Hey, by the way, I, I would like uh, to request that Pete does the rest of the show in the wine and cheese crowd voice. <laughs> Is that possible? <laughs> See, I, Tony knows what I'm – see, JP, I I'm going around about. then. He knows what I'm talking about. But I, I need to make sure I I am not uh, endorsing throwing anything at officials. I yeah. caught myself. That's a, I did not sign off on that. I love NFL officials. My point was I want – I want – You want the January, place rocking. I want January 7th, 8th, when the, na when the national audience tunes in, it's a freaking party. Like, it is rocking. Ready? And, is, and guess what? I promise you this, Jaguar fans. This team will show up. Here's what I'm going to make a prediction. Ready? You always make predictions. Mm -hmm. All right. This, that game on, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, is the start of the Jacksonville crowd becoming an East Coast version of the Seattle crowd. That crowd was not great when they weren't good. That crowd was arguably the best in the NFL when they were good. Small market, not I mean, not a not a small market, as small market, but not a rele relevant team for a long time. And now all of a sudden they became relevant because they won and they were great and they had a quarterback. Here's what's going to happen here. Same thing. Jacksonville's crowd will become Seattle of the East. That's my prediction, as because Trevor Lawrence makes the franchise relevant for the next 10, 15 years. Sounds good to me. Uh, we'll come back in a moment and keep it real and get into the offensive line in the left tackle position. Walker Little will be the starter there again, of course, down the stretch after Cam Robinson's injury. We'll hear Pete Prisco and his wine and cheese voice a little bit later as well. And Jaguars Game Day Radio is brought to you by Vistar Credit Union. Do good, bank better. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Mike Dempsey and Fat Tony. Jaguars today. All Jaguars, all NFL, all the time. 
10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Tony Baselli and Pete Prisco. And it's time now for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. All right, we have um, teased it earlier. Let's get to the offensive line play, and particularly at left tackle. Cam Robinson is done. So Walker Little stepped in last week. First off, how did he play? And what are your expectations for Little down the stretch? Two games to go now in the regular season. Tony, we'll start with you considering, you know, you're in the Hall of Fame at this position. Pete, we might start with you since we can't hear Tony. And <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm here. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought Walker started slow. You know, if you look at the first sack fumble, Shatley gets beat by um, uh, Quentin Williams. But if, if Quentin Williams doesn't beat Shatley, Little is beaten by uh, Lawson. He got beat on a power inside move. I mean, and so it was a little bit shaky to start, but I actually thought Walker Little played pretty well overall. I thought he was sound in the sets. He's not, he's not dominating in, the, in, in pass protection. At this point, it feels like there's guys on the edge at times. Um, but I thought he played sound football. I thought he played winning football on Thursday night. He was good in the run game. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I thought he yeah. was physical. I thought he was. He moved. I, I, he moved yeah. well. And he, when, he, when they asked him to pull around, he did a nice job with that. Uh, he wasn't awful in pass protection. There were a couple times where he got the guy got into him, Tony, and then he kind of didn't hold on to his block and he kind of got, you know, he, he did late, late, like late leakage. Yeah. And what is the, what is that? Why is that you as a left tackle? Why is that late leakage? Not strong well, enough, one, not good. And not Lawson's a good player. Good player. Uh, he's a good player. Not great. And I mean, yeah, I think it's a mentality. Sometimes you got to finish. And sometimes as a, when you're on the edge, when you're out as a tackle on the edge, you, you 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 worry about holding, like you worry about grabbing late, and so you gotta you gotta just have confidence in your technique. You gotta keep your feet moving. When you stop your feet is when you get in trouble. If you keep your feet moving and keep on going with the guy, you'll be fine. I thought overall Walker Little was fine. I, I was worried early. That first series, like oh gosh, I mean he got bold inside pressure. Shat I was never worried about Shatley, even though Shatley gave up the sack fumble. Because Shatley is a guy who just battles and, like, he's a work pail, like, bring your lunch pail to work, fight you every day. I was worried about the big test for me for Walker Little. Would he respond? Like, he was going to be in a slug, like a, you know, big fist fight with Shaq Lawson. Would he respond and be ready to go? And I'll say this. After that first series, I thought he responded. I thought he played well. I did, too. Uh, it was It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Let's put it that way. And so if he can gain confidence from that, I don't think he's going to be a problem. And and it, the way they threw the ball the other night, too, it made it easy on him. Like you well, always talk about back in the day when you played how they had the seven-step drops and the singled up and all that. It's an entire – ball comes out quickly. I mean, the ball's out. Yeah, but, Pete, I'm not going to ding him for that because that's the entire NFL. No, I know. And I especially know. in a night like that where it's windy right. and wet right. pretty quick. Like – I'm, that's not fair to him. 
Like, no, I thought he did a nice job. I thought he because did a nice, solid Eric job. Rose, to ask him to do what, you know, Leon had to do or Leon and I had to do back, you know, 20 years ago, it's a different game. Would Let me ask you this. Was there much of a difference between him and Cam? The Cam we've seen this year. I think Cam's better at pass protection. No difference in the run game. Agreed. But – this kid hasn't had many snaps in pass protection either. That's right. Well, I'm not saying he can't get better. I right. think he can get better. What does he have to do to be Here's better? my question about Walker Little. What's, his, what's your concern? Biggest question. Does he have enough dog in him to say, I'm going to show up and I'm going to go dominate somebody? What, what does he have to do? What does he have to do physically and technically to be better? Well, well here's the thing. He is athletic he's a big man he's strong he's power you see him in the run game pete he's powerful to me it's a mentality and so often the difference between be uh, between being okay and great or really good is a mentality do you want to go dominate the guy you're playing against do you want to go out and beat the you know what out of him like that's the mentality you have to have a dog in you that you say because we talked about you and I have talked about this before. We've talked about it on the show. Football is the greatest team sport ever. But at the end of the day, you, it is also about one-on-one matchups. And as a left tackle, and I, I've told this story before. Not, I mean, the night before games, Tom was famous for this. He would do this thing. He says it's Baselli against Jason Taylor. And he would go down the one-on-one matchups. And the message he was say, sending to the team is, yes, it is a team sport. It is about us playing together. But also, it's one-on-one matchups. Like, you have to have the mentality, I'm going to go beat the you-know-what out of that dude across from me. And my question for Walker Little, does he have that, it, that inside of him and saying, I'm going to go beat that dude down. And I'm going to go dominate that guy. Because that... Because he has all the skill set. I don't question his skill set. So can he take his game to the next level and say, I'm going to go dominate that guy? Because and Cam give, Robinson has that. He has more of it. I still right. would like to see more out of Cam of that. But he has more than Walker. Yeah, he has more than Walker Little. But yes, anyway. he does. Uh, what about uh, how do you think the rest of the – I know we're talking about Walker Little, but the rest of the line. I thought I thought the right tackle was pretty good again. I thought Juwan Taylor played well. Yeah. I give ton. Uh, I give a ton of credit to Brandon Sheriff for fighting played, through. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then what about um, what about the center? I, I love Shatley. Let's go to Shatley. He got beat early. Yeah, he battled yeah. that guy. Quinn and Williams is a good player. He, really he, good player. He battled him. And he he's he. I mean, Shatley's one of those dudes that you just if you were going down a dark alley and you're like picking people you want to go down to the dark dark alley with. Like, Shatley's one of those guys. Like, okay, come with me. Right. He's limited athletically in what he can do, but he he's he's he'll fight you. No, he'll fight you. He's he's kind of like Rich Tilski used to be when you played. Uh, and uh, Tilski was great for us. Right. Tough, fight you, always in the battle. What'd you think of the center? I think the center's getting better and better each week. Pete. I agree. I agree. He's starting to hold his blocks longer, too. That's one thing you notice. Ah. He's learned the NFL block in the SEC block. As great as the he's SEC better, is. better each week. You think that, he listens to the show, too, Pete? I don't know. What's that? You think What'd he you listens say? to the show, too? Since no, he's just 
He's just a good player. He's going to be a really good I'm player. Kidding, of course. Yeah. No, you know, don't don't fool yourself, JP. I've come up with some good ideas. Don't don't fool yourself over there. <laughs> but I, I'll, I'll say this about Walker Little because this is where we started, and this is keeping it real. I'm still waiting for my uh, red wine. Did Pete, did you get your uh, Mondavi? No, oh no. No, I didn't either. I you didn't know what either. it is? They nope. sent them all to the studio, and JP took every I case think JP of it. Keeps it all. I do too. Yeah. I do too. You I think he took it. it all. Yeah, you know. Well, I'll say this about Walker Little. I was concerned when Cam got hurt, but in two games of watching Walker Little since the the uh, Cam Robinson injury, I give him credit. Tough going to Thursday night, bad weather, good good defense, really good defense. And he was physical in the run game. And I'll say this. Like, outside that first series, there was nothing significant as far as leakage in the pass game. And if Walker Little can continue to do this and continue to improve through the rest of the season, it's not just important for this season, Pete. It's important for next year because you have big decisions to make with your right tackle, Jawan Taylor. Does that mean he plays right tackle? I think he can. It's a different position, though. Nah, I don't buy that, Pete. You don't? No, Pete. In, uh, okay. I don't want to be the old guy who's coming in saying, oh, back when I, <laughs> back when I played. <laughs> However. At SC, Pete, my first three years at SC, we played weak and strong side tackle. I played right and left tackle in the same game. Right. It was never an issue. I never even thought twice about it. When you played left tackle, though, your left hand was on the ground. When you played right tackle, did you put your right hand on yes. the ground? I changed you had to do it every, in the middle of the game. I forgot you got to do that. I, it's, I, a lot of college teams used to do that. A lot, of, I think sometimes we make a bigger deal out of this than it really is. But, for example, Le- Leon wouldn't have been a good left tackle, though. I'll say this about Leon. If you had asked Leon to make play left tackle, he would have figured it out. He was a good and enough he was a damn good I mean, he's a damn good right tackle. No, he's a great right tackle. He would have figured out left tackle because he's an athlete. He's powerful. He's tough. He would have figured it out. Yeah. Right. I, I, okay, so Walker Little, if he plays well this this down the stretch, if they make the postseason, and he plays well, then that makes your decision on Jawan Taylor, who, by the way, has been their best offensive lineman. He's the best, yes. Agreed. So do you let your best offensive lineman go out the window for a guy who's a project? It's a, t- it's a tough, Pete, it's not an easy, it's not, a, there's not an easy answer to that question because you also have a, your left tackle coming off a knee injury. But like the way his contract is structured, I don't think you could get rid of him either. I, I have no idea. I haven't looked. I'll up. look and see, but I don't think you can. All right, that was Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. And no, uh, there has not been a drop of it in in this studio either. So I did not steal it from you guys, for the record. Just saying. Uh, We'll come back in a moment. Social media questions. There are plenty today, of course, on Twitter after a Jaguars win and a move into first place in the AFC South. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. When Jaguars news breaks, you'll hear about it first on 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. It's Monday. It's the day after Christmas. Boxing Day, as they call it in the UK. Glad you're along with us. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Pete Prisco, and time now for the Fanatics fan questions. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com. Shop today and rep your Jags gear on game day and every day. Fanatics.com officially licensed everything. And, and before we get to the questions, we've got, it's like there's a Bruder film. We've got people tweeting photos of Tony's reaction from one week to the next. <laughs> I saw that. Like, what is what? going on here? Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> what happened? There's a photo for left and right comparing the one week reaction to the next week's reaction <laughs> from you. Yeah, I high five the second week. <laughs> yeah. He showed a little bit more reaction. Can I be, I'll be honest. Let me be on. This is let me be an, have an honest moment. Oh boy. I I think the high five was manufactured because I think the honest reaction was the first week. <laughs> so you got you got so much crap from the first week that you manufactured. Like, I'll do something. Reaction. I'll do something. Okay. Oh my. <laughs> that is fantastic. I can't just sit here again because people are going to rip me. <laughs> well, here's my thing. I'm, like, I'm ex- I don't think anyone should question how much I love when we win. I mean, I love this. T- I mean, I live and die with this franchise. I'm just at, I'm at the point. I have nothing to do with what happens on the field. No, but you can react to something on the field. But I get it. You've been there before. You've been there. But you know what I mean? You've you've been in game big games and won big games that actually played in them and stuff. So it's different. I think you're different than than maybe like um, Frank is because he hasn't. Yeah, because I'll be. I mean, because Logum is not exactly jumping up and down either. No, he just puts his hands up. I'm like, give me a break. I mean, yeah, <laughs> by the way, you took a lot of heat for that. Yeah, you did. And he's exactly <laughs> getting well, all animated. Like my when my oldest son Andrew was playing at Florida State, I'll never forget. We were, I actually went to the game. They were playing BC. He was starting at center for Florida State. He was playing BC, and the, and he was playing. He had was playing really well. I never once raised my hands and like was fist bumping because he made like because I, I was I was enjoying it, but it was like I'm like I don't. I'm I don't know. you know what you, I can't say. The, I can't say it really. To be honest with you, no. if I was in the exact same situation and I was being paid well like you are by the team, I probably don't think I would be much different than you either. I wouldn't be screaming and yelling and jumping all over because that you know what that is? That's all self-serving garbage anyways half the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, with, and JP, you, you broadcast games on Westwood One and everything else. The guy who screams and yells is trying to draw attention to himself and not to what actually he's saying or doing or what's going on on the field. That's the way I look at it. So I, I'm going to, I'm kidding with you a little bit about, about um, your reaction. Although you did look like <laughs> stone faced. No, I'll yeah. say this in fairness, the week one was probably a little too stoic. <laughs> So this week, so this when they, hey JP, when they if they win to go to the playoffs against the Titans, what manufactured reaction is Vassell gonna have? I was joking about the manufacturing. No, you weren't. Uh, No, you weren't. uh, It was an honest moment. Remember? I'll say this: when the Jaguars beat the Titans, there'll be nobody happier, Pete, and you know this because of '99. I hate the Titans. I know. Hate them. 
I know you do. But, that, but I'm with you, though. And, and, JP, you would agree with me. A lot of times the guys in the booth jumping up and down are doing it for themselves. It's it's a show of show. Right. And, like, the Here's video, the the video phenomenon is a new kind of the last four or five years social media thing. Yeah. Right. I'm super happy for the guys playing. We talked about Evan Ingram before. I like Evan Ingram. Like, personally, I get excited when Evan Ingram plays well. I like Josh Allen. I like Trevor. I like the guys on our team. So for me, it's more about like those guys having success. I'm pumped for them. I have, listen, I had my time with the Jaguars. I played the games. We fell short of the Super Bowl. I feel like we always fell short. I, I, I honestly feel like we fell short of what we should have done for this organization. I love this organization. I don't think anyone questions that. I'm just not a big jump up and down and like I, it's just yeah. not it's not me. So I'm I not that fake, either. if you want me to fake it, I'll fake it. I've never been that either. I, I I've, never, I've never in any sport or anything I've ever done, I've never been that guy. I can promise you that. Like I was the guy, <laughs> this is even worse. I was the guy like if I was playing basketball and I had 25 and and we won, I was okay. If I had thirty and we lost, I was even better. <laughs> I'm not shocked by that at all. So I'll say this, Pete. To me, it was, and this is for me, it was more about the one-on-one matchup. And you know this about me. Like I'd get into you if right. I like. You want to go? Let's right. go. That's, like, that's like, how I was. If I had mine. And nobody else did theirs, but I did mine. Then that's on them. I did mine. I'm the same way. I handled my business. You, now it's up to you to handle yours. I'm going to get into this right here. You better handle yours. I was the same, same mentality, same mentality. So, and, and I'm joking about a manufacturer. I was high five. I was, ex- I was yeah. excited. I can't wait to week 18. The funny thing is about that one clip when I was stoic, no one wants to talk about the fact that they had to review the play. That's right. It was, was not a, a sure touchdown. Right. I wasn't convinced that he was in. And Frank is having a heart attack. <laughs> He's having a- Jeff is like doing calisthenics next to me. I'm like, hey, everyone take a deep breath. We're, it's it's going to be reviewed. In, in fairness to you and Jeff, you kind of do have to balance Frank out a little bit of there. I, I mean, Listen, I, I've, I known, am, I've I, worked with Frank for decades, and I, I love I've never seen him like that. I love Ever. Frank, but here's the thing: I'm 50 this year. I'm a little fat right now. I my heart can't handle going out of control. So I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. <sighs> calm down. I love it. Hey, let's get to a couple of social media questions. That went a little longer than I planned. Uh, we put out the cat signal earlier today on Twitter. Here's the best we came up with at Spider underscore Jag. What uh, would you consider resting Sheriff Taylor Walker, Fadokasi, and maybe ETN and Cisco after they have been all fighting through some injuries? He wants his full go against the Titans. What do you think? Here's my thing. If you can play, you play. Now, if it's questionable and you're going to gut through it, sit until week 18. I would view it this way. And Pete, I think you understand this. Act like it's a playoff game. Like it, week 18 is a playoff game. Week 17 is not. There's certain things you will do as a player to do whatever you can to play in a playoff game. So week 17, if you are, call it 75, 80%, you play the game. If you're 50-50 and a one week of rest would benefit you, then don't play. Right. 
But but the majority of people, anybody who's cleared, ready to play, you play. And you go play the game to win. Because I still think, like, winning – like, staying on this winning streak, they've won three in a row. Like, winning five in a row going into the playoffs, that means something. Like, you have confidence. You feel like there's mojo. There's not like they're a team that's been deep into the postseason five no. of six years or something. You know, if they were, if they were, then you might sit them. Pete, it's not like it's the Chiefs who've been in the AFC Championship right. every year. Right. Right. No. All right. Uh, next question. Social media, a buzz today. Getting ready for this show. Our next question from Eno, Reno Hightower, twenty-one. In what ways can the Jags better defend the threat of the quarterback running? Have to imagine Tennessee will utilize Willis's legs in Week eighteen. I'm not worried about it. Everyone worries about what I, I I can't even. What's the guy's name from the Jets? Spitzer, Seltzer. Oh, oh Seltzer. <laughs> what's his name? Seltzer. No, it's not Seltzer. I want to see if you get it right. Seltzer. Go ahead. Steltzer. No. Go ahead. Keep going. I have no idea. What's his name? Go ahead, JP. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't care what his oh, name yeah. is. They had no. They weren't ready for that. And so Stetzler. guess what? You got, a, you got two series of juice. Give you me know a who he was? He was a Canadian. He's from the Canadian Football League. I know what he is. He you know who he is when he wear when he wore fifteen? Tim, Tim Tebow. He, That's he, exactly who he was. He, he was a right-handed like Tim Tebow. Yeah, he ran like him too, didn't he? So guess what? I'm not worried about it. And plus, by the way, if Willis is running, then that means Henry isn't. And guess what? The, Mike Caldwell will be game planning for it. They weren't game planning for Stelter. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Seltzer. Uh, Strevler is his name. Strevler. Strevler was not in the game plan. So guess what? They had two series where he was effective. How many points did Stelzer score? Zero. Does not matter. What, I'll tell you what, though. If the tight end, if he throws a good pass to the tight end down the middle of the field, he, he scores. Oh, boy. He, yeah. he can't. That's why no. not, it doesn't. But that's why like, did, how did that guy get so wide open, though? That's what I'm like. Hey, Pete, if my shoulder still worked, I could go play left tackle. Right. right. I can't. It right. doesn't matter. But I, I thought that, I mean, how did he get so wide open? That's I what I, I watched it on tape. Somebody busted that. I couldn't figure out who it was, though. Because they were so confused with Steltzer slash Tim Tebow playing <laughs> offense. That was Tim Tebow, by the way. <laughs> it did kind of feel like that. All right, next question, social media. We'll get a couple more in before the bell here. Uh, at Palmetto Pistol, are you expecting Trayvon Walker to play more on the inside when he returns and see more Arden Key opposite Josh Allen? That's what I would do. I think our, I think Arden Key today. I'm not saying forever, but today is a better outside pass rusher than Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker is more physical. He's stronger. He's more powerful. Put him on the inside. Put Arden Key outside. Go after the quarterback. I agree, 100. percent That's what I would do as well. All right. In pass rush situations, he has to be out there. A couple more questions. That was easy. Compete. Uh, this is from at Peep. Two okay, uh, Tony. When we land in Arizona, do you think the dry air will be a problem for the guys, or should I just lock <laughs> it now? Listen, we're not going to the Super Bowl yet. I, I will lock. I'll get into playoff locks after we beat the Titans. So I'm, I'm holding off. I have a good feeling about Week One, by the way. I can't get there yet. I will. I will give you my playoff schedule and locks after we beat the Titans. Let we me get- ask you this. If they play, let's just say, let's spin it forward a little bit. They're the four or five. They beat the Ravens. Okay. The three beats the six, whoever that is. 
or the three, the two beats the seven. So they'd be the four seed. They would go play probably Buffalo at Buffalo. Would that spread? It wouldn't be as big as your spread when you went 96. No chance. Right now, I'd pick the Jags against the Bills if I had to. What? Yeah. What did you just say? No, I think the, the Bills have issues. Josh Allen is making a bunch of errors. He <laughs> <laughs> played 35 God. yesterday, didn't they? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they ran for 250, the, uh, 254 on Sunday. So, wait, you would, at Buffalo, what do you think the line would be in that game? They'd be at least a 12-point favorite. Eight and a half. 12. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be seven sixteen like or whatever you guys were at Denver that one year. We were fifteen and a half fifteen and a half. Oh my god. I'll say this, it'll be less than double digit uh, double digits if we went to Buffalo. Hmm. It'll be fun but, to see. But that's you know, that everything has to happen for that to happen if you do win and get in and do everything else. But listen, I am focused. I've locked the playoffs. One I'm, game at a time. One game at a time. One game at a time, Pete. We're gonna beat the Texans, we're gonna beat the Titans. We'll be in the playoffs. I will lock my playoff stuff later. One more question off social media. The Fanatics fan questions today rolling in at Brick McBain. Is Pete coming to Jacksonville to do the first Duval before the Titans game? That would be good. That would be beautiful. No, I'm not doing that. I would never live that down. There's no chance I'm doing that. None. Why not, Pete? Maybe when I retire from CBS, I'll do it. Other than that, I ain't doing that. No way. Re- How much when money are you retiring? would it take for you to do that? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> 20 grand. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I would. Hey, I'm asking you a question. No, I'm not yes doing no. it. If I give no. you 20 grand. No, I'm not doing it. I'd take okay. abuse that it would never end in my place. I w- I'll give you 50 grand cash when you play <laughs> Duval. Wow. I start thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> you might get a couple letters out of him uh, for that rate. Start Do- <laughs> Keep up in it. <laughs> Um, who, who did it, who did it the last home game? I, they had an actor on there one day. Oh it? yeah. From Asher. Ghost, from Ghost or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I saw he Ghost. follows me. He's a big fan of the Jaguars. Huh? Big fan. I had yep. dinner with him the night before the game. Yeah. Is Great he, dude. is he, fr- he's not from Jacksonville. Oh, how about this? Here's the story about him. He was in the Northeast. His dad was a huge, uh, Detroit Lions fan. Huge. Like when he was like Seven or eight years old, his mom basically told his dad, "It's like you cannot subject our kids to being Detroit Lions fans. Let them choose their fan, the choose their team." So, bottom line, in 1995, I think Asher was eight years old. His dad said, "You don't have to be a Lions fan. Pick whoever you want." And Asher picked the Jaguars, and he's been a Jaguar fan since eight years old, and is a diehard. That's Jaguar. amazing. That's yeah. a good story. It's a great story. He. So we went. Him and uh, Angie and I took uh, took him and his uh, girlfriend out to dinner the night before the Cowboys game, and he's a he's a he's a genuine Jaguar fan, like over the top. I saw he was in New York, went to the Jets game. It's uh, he, it's fun. He Something I never too, expected on this show: Baselli name dropping. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not name dropping. Yeah, I'm just saying. Kind of brought it up. Hey, you know, know. Uh, you should see all the Hollywood actors I go out to dinner with all the time. <laughs> uh, we, we were in New York, and Pacino called me and decided he wanted to go out to dinner. Man, <laughs> first of all, you brought it up, not me. <laughs> I know, but I. <laughs> there you have it. Social media questions were a hit today. 
Fantastic. We'll come back in a moment. We'll take a look at the playoff picture in the AFC and the NFC. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. Coming down the stretch of Jaguars Happy Hour on Monday after a Thursday night football win for the Jags, a Saturday afternoon loss for the Titans, and the Jaguars move into first place in the AFC South. J.P. Shadrick with Pete Prisco and Tony Baselli. Let's start with the AFC playoff picture. Still, of course, one game in the AFC to be played tonight. And uh, the Chargers can clinch a playoff berth with a win this evening in Indianapolis against the Colts. Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Jags at the moment, one through four. And the Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins are clinging to their wild card life after blowing a 10-point lead yesterday down in Miami against Green Bay. And apparently Tua's got a concussion again. Um, after apparently taking a hit to the turf right before halftime. The, the Zapruder film is out on that today as well, by the way. So he's in the protocol. Yeah, he, he slammed his head, man. That was bad. And you could tell he wasn't the same. He wasn't even close in the second half. A totally different wow. quarterback. Yeah. Um, why, so, okay, but why so don't how'd they, they miss it, Pete? How'd they miss – how'd the independent guy you, miss it? Yeah, that's a good question because if you see the play, he's tackled and he slammed. It wasn't like a shot to the head. His head slams on the turf, and you can see it happening. Um, I thought there was something off with him. And there was a play later, I think even where he ran into the middle, and he just didn't look the same. And and so I, I that's bad that they didn't pick up on that, particularly Miami. Remember Miami, one of those guys got Teddy Bridgewater out of the game when he barely even did anything to his head. So – that's a weird miss on their part. I think the Dolphins are done. I'm not. I, I, I don't think they're going to do anything, Pete. I'm not sure they make the playoffs at this point. Well, they got to be. They got to beat New England this week, and then they have the Jets at home next week. But well, by losing to New England, what that does is that gives New England the chance to uh, get in the postseason. They would have the leg up on them to get into the playoffs. But New England plays Buffalo the last week of the season, though. Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't see uh, Tua playing this week. Right. Okay, so say they lose, but then they beat the Jets the following week. I don't think they beat the Jets. I think the Jets defense. That version of the Jets that you saw. Well, by the way, Mike White's clear. He's coming back. He's back. I know. But that offensive line was awful. It doesn't know. matter. I think, the, I think the Dolphins are done. You think the Dolphins lose to the Jets at home? Yes. Okay. It's possible. But can you imagine they close out the season on a what would it be a six game losing streak? Listen, I mean the Jet I mean the Jets have all kinds of talent at the school. I'm I'm just I'm not a two of I'm not a two of believer. I don't no. think he is a franchise quarterback. No, and M- Mike McDaniel's play calling sometimes leaves a little to be desired. He gets away from the run too much. Hmm. There you go. Uh let's take a look now at the NFC playoff picture and in the national football conference the eagles of course lead the way but they well the cowboys are still in this thing in the nfc still have to run it and see what happens but uh they're both in the playoffs anyway eagles vikings niners the bucks won last night somehow and the cowboys giants commanders at the moment are the wild card teams the best the best team in the nfc is the uh, san francisco 49ers correct no doubt about it. 
If I had to pick one team to go to the Super Bowl, I'm picking the 49ers. They play, they play with 12 guys on defense. It's not fair. I mean, I mean, Nick Bosa is a beast. And their defensive scheme is outstanding. I mean, they're really good. And Kyle Shanahan is the best offensive coordinator if you don't have to have a quarterback. Green Bay might get in now, too. Yeah, how about that, right? I mean, who would have Green Bay that? wins the next two and Washington loses one of the last two, Green Bay gets in. Who would have thought that just a month ago? By the way, one other thing, uh, Nate Hackett got fired today. Yeah, yeah we saw yeah. that, Pete. Thank you. Okay, but here's the thing. Remember how close he came to getting the Jaguars job? Oh, thank, I love Nate. Nate is a friend of mine. I love him. Thank the good Lord above that Doug Peterson's their head coach, and they made that hire. Doug Peterson, by the way, I'm telling you right now, Pete, if I had a vote, and I know I'm biased as a Jaguar fan, but I would argue with history, statistics, everything else, Doug Peterson, coach of the year. What he has done this year is phenomenal. Got to get in the playoffs, though. I'm assuming he gets in. That's what I'm okay. assuming. All right. Then he's he's in the conversation. I'll, here's the best – here's the uh, – the best thing about the playoffs in the NFL, the Cowboys are going to end up 13-4. and four. They're going to have to go to the wild card. They're going to have to go to Tampa, and they're going to lose to Tom Brady. Or Carolina. No, I'm just telling you. You don't think Carolina can beat Tampa this weekend? No, I think they can. I just think the way the world works and like the universe and whatever else you want to call it, the Cowboys are going to have to go to Tampa, and Tom Brady's going to beat them. Hey, uh, Monday night, who you got tonight, guys? I'm not doing the whole read again since you just won it earlier. Chargers. Yeah, they, I got the, I got the Chargers. They playoff if they win tonight. So unless they charger, unless they go back and being the Chargers that we all come to expect, they're they're winning tonight. So I think Pete's right. I want to say the Chargers. I'm going to pick the Colts because the Chargers are going to charger and the Colts are going to win. And Because that's what San Diego, Los Angeles, whatever you want to call them, that's what they do. Well, they always do it. Los You're Angeles right. now. But uh, Nick Foles is starting, by the way. Yeah, that's, he'll, he'll, he'll go throw for 304 touchdowns. And then he'll go dive in some of the money that Jacksonville paid him. <laughs> that's Pete Frisco, Tony Vaselli as well. I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening to Jaguars Happy Hour. We'll catch you next time.